Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreaux. And I am Condra Boudreaux. And we're the amateur nerds. We're here to talk about Minute 41 of Fantastic Mr. Fox, which begins with a beaver being a bully, and it ends with Fox stammering at a wall. And guess what? We have very special guest here with us tonight. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, this is Richard Dunham from Ghibli Minute. And this is Chieko Dunham, also from Ghibli Minute. Great to be Welcome. here. Thank, Thank you, you so you. much, guys. Welcome. Oh, my God. So I feel like it's so appropriate that our first guests are from animation films. <laughs> our first Movies by Minute guests, Tyler. We've had a couple yes. other guests already, but our first proper Movies okay. by Minute guests. Yes. Nice. So uh, just just an opening before we even get into the minute. Do uh, you guys have thoughts on Fantastic Mr. Fox so we can kind of ease into things? Yeah, it's a great movie. We saw mm-hmm. it in the theater when it came out. Uh, on uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. So we were, we usually drive to a big family reunion in another state and it happened to be playing. I, I, I know I listened to the first couple episodes and I know you had mentioned, Tyler, that you thought this was a good Thanksgiving uh, movie. I don't know if oh. you guys had covered the fact that it came out on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. We have never actually addressed that fact, although it is a running gag on this show and it's a, it's a, question we ask our guests is do you think this is a fall slash thanksgiving movie it definitely is yeah my answer is absolutely (laughs) no condor bring up the wrinkle no the wrinkle in all of this is the film the information in the film indicates it's a spring movie so when you zoom in on some newspapers and some books and calendars in the film it all says it takes place in april huh that feels wrong yeah it does feel wrong (laughs) because the whole color scheme aren't there are there not like falling Dreams. leaves yeah. in the movie? At the there end are. of the movie, after who knows how long, but we haven't gotten there yet. Oh. But in the beginning, it takes place in April. That's hmm. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we saw it. Over, so we were uh, like out. Where were we? Missouri? Or yeah, we were in Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, proper right. pronunciation. Anybody from Missouri pronounces it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we thought I mean, it was a great. I wasn't. I went into it kind of cold, not knowing what to expect. I don't think I'd only seen. I'd seen Rushmore when it came out mm-hmm. many years ago, and then I'd seen. I think what was the one with Gene Hackman? Was that the Marigold? That's the Royal Tenenbaums. The Royal Tenenbaums, and I was kind of cool on that. So I wasn't really didn't know what to expect. And Chico, you were. This was two thousand nine. I was six. Six. So it was a good. It was a good uh, kids movie. It was a good like. Yeah adult and kids movie a good movie for i think we both really enjoyed it the whole like the little what was he do the yeah that, <laughs> and then that was a running joke between yeah us. and then the uh was it the possum his possum friend the way he zoned out mm-hmm. was Kylie. Those really, yeah yeah those are two big call outs in the following weeks yeah. i think i read the book later oh yeah after watching this film and i really like the book too so i just like made the book the film better <laughs> I suppose. That's so interesting that you've read the book after seeing the movie. You know, Uh, it's not it's not like any casting blame or anything. It's it's just uh, it's an interesting tidbit. Condra and I like to think we're young movie by minute makers being like college students. But you you certainly got us beat. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I haven't read the book recently, so I don't really remember a lot of good details. But I remember the book being good. Yeah. So have you have you guys seen uh, Isle of Dogs? 
we have. Yes. Are you guys are you guys going to do that as a follow up? That's the big question over? right now. Uh, um, that, I'm, mm. I'm leaning not Isle of Dogs right now. It's really up in the air because we could keep doing Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. We could keep doing like claymation movies. Yeah. Yeah. We could. Yeah. It's or other uh, Roald Dahl films. Although we know there's a couple oh, that yeah. exist out there already, but there's lots of options Most for of us right now. Bad. Hey. Yeah. yeah, Tim Burton's James and the Giant Peach. It's a little weird. Yeah, I mean that's another that's another stuff. You know, claymation. Yeah. Roald Dahl film that so. could work. All right, let's talk about Minute Forty One. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got uh, Beaver confronting Ash and Christopherson. Beaver's son. Beaver's son. Sorry, he is also a beaver, but he doesn't have a name. Mm, it's tragic. My favorite. Th- my favorite thing there is that how slowly he pushes the mud into Ash's face. I like how it just... wraps around his eyes, too. I'm really into that. It's a power move. <laughs> and he's already shown some bully tendencies before, so this is just really solidifying that this guy is not nice. But does he deserve what Christofferson gives to him? Oh. I like, I didn't, I, I hadn't seen this movie, like, since, I think I saw it when it came out, and then I hadn't watched it again. So I didn't, when I first saw this minute, I didn't catch the whole cuss thing. I thought that was like a mistake or something. <laughs> then I, I sat down and watched the movie again, and it came back to me that they were using that cuss as kind of like the generic swear word. The cuss, you will. So Yeah, we've actually got a running track of how many cusses are in the movie. So, Condra, what, what number is this one? This is number 23 on our cuss count. So we are getting along in there cuss number 23 and as richard said it was the cuss you are for um this one our last cuss was a cluster cuss just to give you guys another example (laughs) so um they they use cuss in a lot of different and interesting ways yeah and the linguistics of it is interesting i love it but christopherson moves into a quite intense attack on beaver's son after taking his shoes off which I wanted to talk a little bit about the feet or his paws, because that is not yeah. what a, a, a fox's paw looks like. Yeah, it looks like a kitten. Yeah. Yeah, this struck me kind of at the end of the minute, too, uh, when we're watching Mr. Fox kind of do his little, I don't know what Stammer. it is. Yeah, his, his routine there. Because it looks like, I don't understand the feet, just generally. I mean, it looks like people are standing on tiptoe. It Yeah, it does. Which it kind of makes sense for just like the way that most hind legs are structured. Like that's like what we think of as our feet is like half of the leg for most most other animals. But it's mm-hmm. I don't know how that works here and like how much of the the foot goes in those shoes. Does everybody wear shoes? Because no. Mr. Fox <laughs> isn't wearing shoes later in this minute. Well, they have just fled their home and or yeah. several minutes yeah. ago they fled their home quite abruptly and christopherson and we pointed this out when they were fleeing christopherson was in his pajamas wearing shoes but all the rest of them had just jumped out of bed so i can't remember before the ejection from their home whether they were wearing shoes or not like when they were swimming and stuff do you remember tyler i don't but i i definitely agree that the leg thing is weird regarding like like are they supposed to be anthropomorphized or are they supposed to be like genuine fox people and i wonder how much of it has to do with the puppetry and what's easiest to make a puppet because if you think of some other classic claymation characters like jack skellington Mm -hmm. or even um 
James from James and the Giant Peach, Wallace and Gromit, they all have quite thin legs. They do. I mean, Jack Skellington is a skeleton, so he's, <laughs> he's thin on his own, but that's... I never really realized that, and I wonder if it's... I guess it would be easier to move around? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, know. I don't think... You don't know? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go all the way back to King Kong in 1933, and his oh. legs were that thin. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the... I don't know what, like, the modern techniques are that... I don't know if they're that different than what they're doing back then. Uh, I'm, like, thinking about, like, recent claymation films, like Box Trolls or even, like, Mm -hmm. Paranorman. And, like, the main characters all are pretty thin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the weird thing is that it depends on how stylized the film is. So a, a film like Paranorman or Wallace and Gromit, the characters are stylized, so they're exaggerated in certain ways. Whereas... Fantastic Mr. Fox is weirdly naturalistic, where yeah. the characters are all kind of the right size and the right body shape. And I think the ultimate question is, how much did the animators want to study the actual movements of foxes, and what could they do because they're standing on their hind legs anyway? So do we know why Christopherson is wearing shoes and pajamas? <laughs> did you guys cover that earlier? Well, or? he's wearing pajamas because they were abruptly awoken um, yeah. in the middle of the night by the farmers who started digging out their tree that they lived in. His shoes, however, we we have speculated. He had just come off of a quite epic fight with Ash before the house started getting destroyed. And Tyler and I were speculating that he hadn't actually gone to bed yet. He was still meditating and was on his way to bed, though, when the, when the commotion started happening. So that's why he's still wearing shoes. But, I mean... Your guess is as Does good as ours. Shoes? <laughs> Does he wear shoes while he meditates? He has. That's an odd thing. It is very strange, but he has before, especially when he's in the caves in this this in between section from when they leave their home to um, this point here. He meditates quite a bit, and he is wearing his shoes often. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. If you think their legs are weird, you should see Christopherson while he's meditating. That's super weird legs. Okay. Oh yeah, boy. <laughs> so then we cut over to. Uh, the confrontation between Badger and Mr. Fox. So hold on, hold on uh, a second before we leave. So what is the what is the uniform that Beaver Son is wearing? Is it a football? Is it football? It's whack yeah. bat. It's whack. Oh, well, not Condra because right. he's wearing football pads for on his pants. His pants yes. are football pads. Yeah, but he plays. He's the pitcher for whack bat, Tyler. Or the he can be a two sport athlete. I I'm aware. <laughs> But I think it's for Wackbat, based on so his position. Wackbat, is it what is what is that like a cricket game or? Isn't it like <laughs> the ultimate question you are asking? <laughs> yeah. um, we spend... I mean, is it something where you would need pads on your legs? No. Well, if you're like if baseball? you're if you're a chaser or a grabber, then yes, you would because you're going after someone. Um, so I mean, there's there are some cricket positions, right? They, they wear those big pads on their legs right oh yeah you're right um so, but he's wearing football style pants yeah, yeah. so whack bat is very like similar to cricket pants. but it also has lots of weird rules that we can't place to anything we spent over an hour trying to analyze it and um oh really never got to the the basis of um what whack bat really is it's mostly Wes Anderson making it up. Okay. It's an intentionally mm, nice. opaque sport. Okay. But definitely has some foundation in cricket. So if if there are cricket players that wear pads, I, I would believe that he's he's wearing his whack bat uniform. 
All right. <laughs> Going on to uh, Badger. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry about that. Well, no, you reminded me that there are other things that I wanted to say about Christofferson and Beaver, which is good. One, Christofferson so easily throws Beaver's son over his shoulder. Yeah. It is inhuman slash in animal. I don't know. In fox? In in vorpine. Oh, my <laughs> oh man, you got us. <laughs> You, you you studied oh man oh, you got oh man okay i love beaver's tail just the detail on that tail oh especially yes. if you go like frame by frame just how the texture of it looks really great yeah and and we've pointed that out throughout but it's something really interesting that the level of detail that the animals give to all or that the animators give to all of the animals um so in the last it, you guys probably just saw the very end of Mole, uh, Phil the Mole yelling at Fox. Yeah. His snout, too, is incredibly deep. Like, it's got texture to yeah. it. Um, and that what Tyler was saying earlier about the naturalistic um, nature of the animation here. It's really, it's really incredible. Yeah. And then the other thing is, Ash says, I can fight my own fights. And Christopherson says, no, you can't. Yeah. I, that's that's funny line yeah, yeah. What, uh, what is can we talk about that line for a minute okay. that is is that is that cool for christopherson to say i mean is that i mean i mean ash is like pretty like well christopherson up until this point has been like he's from my under, from what i can remember ash's cousin yeah and like everyone is talking about how christopherson is better than ash and like resembles ash's father more than ash does so ash is like kind of trying to He's got an inferiority thing. Yeah, he has an inferiority thing going on. So, like, and Christopherson, I feel like, is a realist. And he, like, wants Ash to be good in his own way instead of trying to be like his father. So, I mean, it's not like the, it's not a nice thing to say. It's not, though. (laughs) So, I mean, and is this like the, Christopherson, has he been portrayed as basically 100% nice? and good guy is this fit is that kind of line fit in with that or has he had an edge to him like up until this because this is not i don't know maybe it's just you know he's entitled to be kind of a jerk in this way given all the the garbage that he's taken from ash i guess but it's still it's it's a cutting remark it is a cutting remark i feel like it's kind of like a strict teacher kind of thing you know how like teachers can be really mean to you but it works Okay. Tough love. Yeah, That's what we love. in the education field call it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot, I think there's a lot behind that line. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. There, There is an aspect of uh, Christofferson kind of stepping into that role of superiority over Ash that he hasn't really been trying to get, like he hasn't really been flexing on Ash before, yeah. but now's a time where he's really asserting his physical dominance which mm-hmm. can kind of be uncomfortable for Ass. But at the same time, he's defending his cousin. So, yeah. so I think he's doing something nice. I mean, there's definitely like more constructive ways to say that. It's like, a, <laughs> hey, yeah. you know, be willing to accept some help when you need it or something like that. Rather than just, yeah, no, then, you can't. No, you can't. You're weak. <laughs> he, he also made Beaver's son cry. <laughs> yes. that, well, if we think he's that. being mean to Ash, he's definitely being more mean to Beaver's son. Yeah. Okay, now on to back here. Were you guys glad to have some Bill Murray in this minute? Yeah, we got a. This is a good minute. We got yeah, you know the act. Is... We got some karate action. Yeah, yeah. And then we got uh, <laughs> Bill Murray. I thought the only thing we we didn't get those two trademark. <laughs> yeah, so that... <laughs> we didn't get yeah. that, and we didn't get the space out. But yeah, other than that, yeah, I mean, we got everybody's here. Yeah. Even like the is that like the real estate agent? 
Like right at the very yep. beginning of the scene. Stan Weasel. Stan Weasel. <laughs> what is he? I love the the sunglasses. <laughs> the collar of his polo shirt. <laughs> his pink polo shirt. And then what else is that thing that he's wearing? Like the around? lanyard with like the... Is that a cell phone? What is that? It's like a pager. This film takes place in a, in a weird time period yeah. where it's like the 60s. So I don't actually know what... It could be a pager though. Yeah. I feel like, or some, some form of communication device. He does. Stan Weasel uses a cell phone too. So I mean, it's oh, it's yeah, all he, irrelevant. Uh, he really. had a cell phone earlier in the movie. So that could be a cell phone. And then I love the the fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely kind of like he looks like he's equipped to make deals like on the go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Great. He'll sell this hole they're they're standing in. <laughs> yeah, and Badger kind of has a gruesome description of what the farmers want to do to the yeah. foxes. What does he say? They're gonna like strap them to poles and like flay them. I don't know. It definitely is one of yeah. our more intense, like gruesome moments. We've had a couple. I mean, the loss of the tail was pretty violent, but this is really the yeah. the peak of violence in this film. I would say. Got to warrant that PG rating, Condra. <laughs> Is there a reason that the badger has his tie like untied? They've been digging well, he's around. He's a lawyer. All lawyers have their ties untied. Is that what you're saying? The minute the minute lawyers get off the clock, they untie their ties. Okay. I don't know if you know this. I know this because I watch Better Call Saul. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's my lawyer backstory now. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, and also they've been digging around a lot. Yeah, they, they've got surprisingly little dirt on them, though. Yeah, that's. I mean, Mrs. Fox has some, like, dirt patches on her, like, knees, but... Yeah, and her shoulder, the shoulder of her uh, cardigan. Yeah, they're all pretty clean. Maybe they've been licking themselves clean. There you <laughs> go. Maybe. Or is that just cats? I don't know. Do all animals do that? I think to some degree they have to, or if not, how would yeah, they be? Yeah, I feel like they have to. Well, spoilers, I mean, uh, Mrs. Fox licks Ash's face, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. she does. Just after, after this. this, yeah. I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good... Do we need to start wrapping I it up? I think we do. I wanted to mention, like, when he goes over to the wall, you can see... And those worms? I don't know if those worms or there's, like, sh- fossils, like fossilized shells or something in the wall. I thought that was a pretty yeah. cool detail. Yeah, that's weird. They've done that a couple times in a couple pan-down shots where you see, like, skeletons and fossil-type things. It's, that. It's mm. again, that level of detail that um, th- they like putting little things in the background to keep minute movies by minute people is very distracted um (laughs) uh i've I've spent many a time talking about dirt layers on this podcast so i'm not going to bore you guys today (laughs) we've seen that a couple times now and it is really cool that it's just another visual engagement technique that they use so uh richard and chieko talk to us about ghibli minute you want to uh do i yeah do you want to give it a starter uh Sure, I guess. So Ghibli Minute is all about Studio Ghibli films. And so right now we're on Castle in the Sky. Yep, we started with, we started almost a year ago, almost I think October 23rd. It was wow. uh, yeah, it was our first uh, episode, I th- believe. So we're about a year into it. We finished Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind was our first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great movie. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a Such movie. a good movie. Uh, and that was uh, 
Yeah, so now we're in, um, we're nearing the end of Castle in the Sky. Yeah. We've got like a couple weeks left. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking forward. The next thing would be Grave of the Fireflies, which is pretty intense. Yeah. So what we're talking about is we're probably going to do Grave of the Fireflies initially was released in theaters as a double bill Mm -hmm. with My Neighbor Totoro. So in order to kind of give ourselves a, a rest, break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're probably going to do like one week of each. It's like we'll do a week of Grave oh, of the Fireflies and then switch to a week of My Neighbor Totoro. So that's probably going to start probably next month or something yeah. like that. So it's a week of misery and then a week of joy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm sorry I missed this. Is this like chronological of when these movies were released? Exactly. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay, I'm not fam- I'm not familiar with these. I've seen none of the films you've mentioned so far. <laughs> okay, yeah, and, and Nausicaa was actually before Studio Ghibli was founded. It was uh, with I forget the name of the studio, but the studio they work with basically yeah. that movie made enough money to enable the founding of Studio Ghibli, and they basically hired all the people from that studio and and made Studio Ghibli. So, Castle in the Sky was the first official Studio Ghibli movie. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's kind of how Pixar went, didn't it? Mm, kind of. More like DreamWorks. Yeah. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Richard and Chieko, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Yeah, it was great to be mm. here. Thanks for having us. fantastic time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 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 you guys are on point. I like it. Uh, Condra, anything else you want to add before we wrap um, up? Do you guys want to plug your... Social media, podcast, anything like, where can we find you on the internet, I guess? Yeah, so find us at ghibliminute.com. We are on Twitter at Ghibli Minute on mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook group, the Ghibli Minute Airship Lounge. Yes. And yeah, you can find us on all your podcast apps, including iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn. I think we're on, are we on Stitcher? I can't remember. But yeah, know. just look for us or go yeah. to ghibliminute.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Very cool. Thanks so much again. We're going to kind of do our wrap up thing, but then we'll ha- you'll give you a chance to say bye at the end. You've been listening to Fantastic Minute. This has been Minute 41. We hope you join us next time for Minute 42 when more quirky things happen. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tyler Booty. That's at T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Or you can follow the show on Twitter at Amateur Nerds. You can email us at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com with questions, comments, concerns, future thoughts about future minutes of the show, of the movie. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or some other places where you listen to podcasts. I've been Tyler Boudreaux. I've been Condra. This is Richard. And this is Chieko. And we all hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic.